Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. Lately, we've been talking about the importance of living the way God would have us to live. We've been in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2. We've been talking about laying aside the weights and the sin which does so easily beset us or encompass or entangles us or surrounds us based on living in this present world as a born-again believer. We've also been looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we know it's important to look to the Lord because in running this race, running this race, there is difficulty sometimes in this life and it can be strenuous and distressing. And it's through looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, the, the originator of our faith and the one that will complete our faith along the way and take us to the end. It's in looking to him and dependence upon him and relying on him and the word of God, him being the word as well, that will take us through the race and give us the grace to finish. Because it's when we take our eyes off of him and look at the problem or the distress or whatever is troubling us or trying to encumber us to where we become tripped up and it can impede our faith and, and hinder us from running our race. So, in a nutshell, that's what uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2, is talking about, the beginning, beginning of verse 2. We also talked about Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2, and it talks about uh, beseeching us and asking us sincerely to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God which is holy, uh, holy and acceptable unto God. And he looks at this as our reasonable service. It is an, an act of worship because, as we know, based on what we talked about last week, that um, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, meaning a person can only worship him by being a born-again believer, his spirit indwelling us, and in truth. In the, by the truth being the word of God. I want to move on to, uh, and, and not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the word of God, by the renewing of our mind. And I'm just summing it up. I'm just paraphrasing everything right now for the sake of time. I want to go on to John, the 14th chapter. John 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, talking to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm going to also read that in the Amplified. Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
So we see here that Jesus is the only way. There are many ways in this world that people say they can come to God. But Jesus plainly says here that he is the only way to God. And the real truth, there's a lot of things going around uh, being said, presenting themselves as the truth. But he is the truth. He is the truth and he gives us truth based on the word of God and the life that he lived. And he is the real life. There's only one life to live as a born again believer and the way we are to live, the life we are to live. That said, let's go to Matthew, the fifth chapter and 13th verse. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible, starting at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. Now, in the Bible, salt had different purposes, but I'm not going to deal with everything for the sake of time. Salt today can be looked at as a preservative, which that's one of the things that it did in biblical times too. Salt is a preservative. And that's what the life of the born-again believer is to be in this present world. Because even though you see the sunshine and you see light all around us, this is a, a dark world. This is a dark world. And we are that light. We are the preservative. And we are the preservative because of... We're, we're indwelled by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's what enables us to be a preservative in this present world. Otherwise, the world would be darkness, full of darkness. So we're here not only, only, <laughs> not only to live the life of Jesus Christ out, but we're to preserve. We, we are a preservative for humanity. And Jesus taught us as an example, what our life is to be like as a child of God or a child of light versus no longer being a child of darkness. Verse 14, you are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Now that means that we are to be conspicuous, to stand out, to be clearly visible, like a city that's set on a hill up high that people look up to. And find the way. And just like Jesus was the light while here on earth, and we are now that light because we're his children, we too, and and he gave understanding through his word and deed, we are to also give understanding through our life, through our words and our deeds, based on our character, our behavior, moral standards, which we now live by as children of God in the world, especially since we're like John 17, verse 16 says that we are in the world, but not of the world. So we are to light the path. We are to light the way with our life. Verse 15, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Second Corinthians, the third chapter, to just sum it up, gives an example of this where Paul is talking to the born-again believers in the church of Corinth, and he says that we are living epistles read of men. Epistles meaning letters. We are living epistles read by people, 
And that means even if we don't say a word, they're to look at us and our life and see the spirit of God. They're to see the life of God through us. When we enter a room or a place or just being in the world, people are to look at us and we are to, they, they are, are, are to say there, there's something different about that person. That's something different about that person. Let me say this too about light. Light also draws as well as repels. Depends on where the heart of the person is. Light draws those that see their need for a savior. Light draws them that recognize their own insufficiency, their own powerlessness and weakness as a human being and their need for help. Light draws those that, that see their need for a savior, a need for saving, a need for help. And it also repels, as I said. Jesus talked about in John the third chapter, I believe it is, how those that don't like the light and like their deeds, their evil deeds instead, won't come to the light. They, they don't like that. So those that want to stay in darkness repel the light. So we see two types of people among many right here as an example. And that kind of brings me to um, something that came to mind. We, we can't be a secret agent Christian when it comes to our life in Christ. We cannot be ashamed of the Lord because he said, Jesus said that if you are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you when I return. I'll be ashamed of you when I want to present you before my father. So we can't be a secret agent Christian. People need to know, be able to look at us and interact with us and know the uh, difference. You know, if you had on a white suit, and this is an example, if you had on a white suit and you got mud on it and, or an ink blot, it's going to stand out. It's going to be a stark contrast. But if you have a, a dark suit on, excuse me, and you get mud or an ink blot on it, it'll be hard to differentiate and distinguish. And the, the person that's looking on our lives ought to be able to distinguish us from the world, just like having on a white suit and having an ink blot hidden. Praise God. That said, let's continue. Matthew 5, verse 16. It says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You know, the people, 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 people need us. The world needs us, and the world needs us to be light. They need to know the way, and we're the only way. As people of God, as children of God, we're the only ones that can show them the way. Because... Believe it or not, it's undoubtedly true that as the church goes, so goes the world. And if you look around us and see the condition of the world right now, we need to take an inventory and question ourselves, are we really in the faith? And yes, this is not for everybody. Some of us are in the faith. It's always going to be a faithful remnant. That's been the way it is throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation there's always a faithful remnant, but it's always a remnant. And we need to ask ourselves, are we going to be a part of that remnant? We need to be that remnant, and we need to be that life. 
that people can look to, you know, that, that life, that, that light that's like the one that's sitting on a hill. Because if you take the born-again believers out of the world, which will happen when Jesus returns, but, but not yet. These are just the beginning of sorrows, like in Matthew 24th chapter talks about this. But we do see a lot of darkness unfolding. So we need to really be the, the people that God are calling us to. I want to say this too while, while I'm wrapping it up. Um, salt can also be an irritant, yet it can be a preservative. So don't be surprised if some people may think, especially in this time, that we're in the way as people of God, in the way of people's sin or what, what they want to do. But the world needs us no matter what they say because we are that preservative. We are that light. We are that salt that people need in order to know the way. Well, I thank you for joining me. That's all we have time for today. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.